Hello and welcome back to Trust Issues, our podcast where we unpack the first 100 days of Liz Truss's premiership and her time in number 10. Now it's safe to say the first 100 days have already got off to a very interesting start. Not only do we have a new prime minister, but we also sadly have a new monarch. So to reflect on all of the changes and the instant turmoil that Trust has found herself in, I'm joined by Ben Blissett, TLDI UK's lead writer, and Nelson Fernandez-Serro, TLDI EU's lead writer. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Your Thank first you. time. You weren't here last time. I, I wasn't. You it missed was a... a big week. Mm. I, I, I planned this a couple of months ago, and I sort of it became clear that we'd have a new prime minister. Yeah. So I missed, obviously, the first You're already of angry issues. about missing that. Yeah, and then, and then we've... Obviously, we've got a, um, a, a new monarch, and I, I, I missed all of that last week as well. But I'm back for this one. We've got a, we've got a lot to talk about. We do. So Just we'll never I'm sure go we'll on get... holiday again. I, yes. Well, I mean, that seems to be the only logical solution. We've but... written it out of your contract. You're not yes. able to go anymore. I've, yeah, last week has or, reduced my holiday days. Or do we just let him go because when he's not here, <laughs> stuff happens. Well, not all good stuff, admittedly, thing is, but... The thing is, when he's not here, stuff happens because that's because you can actually get stuff written. No, that's not true. Anyway, there's clearly a lot going on at the moment um, and there's a lot going on kind of outside of the realm of politics too. Um, There's not the normal very early policy proposals going through. There's not the commons debates. There's not all those kind of things, which is kind of the core focus of this podcast is meant to be around what is she doing in these first hundred days. The answer so far is not a whole lot from a policy perspective. So it's kind of disappointing for the podcast from our trajectory. But there's still a lot to talk about. So we're there not, is. this probably won't be as long an episode as normal and it will be a bit weirder than our normal episodes or at least not our normal format. Yeah. Um, but let's start with what well, we kind of have to start with the only news in the UK at the moment, um, the Queen's uh, passing. Now we've made a number of videos on this before, so we don't really need to go into the whole what's happened. I feel like everyone ought to know by this point. Um, but from a strictly political perspective, what's happened so far? What's Parliament done? What's happened in politics specifically in reaction to the Queen's passing? Well, it's no time. I think it's worth just picking up what you said is that, you know, we're expecting the first few podcast episodes mm-hmm. to go through because when trust was announced as you know, or when we found out this leadership election was taking place, yeah. the next prime minister, it was Trussell-Sunak, was going to have a very busy first couple of weeks yeah. if everything went as we expected. You know, we've got the energy um, energy crisis at the minute, inflation crisis, the economy's doing incredibly badly. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of um, tricky challenges that the prime minister has to deal with. And those things are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, those things they still have to deal with. Um, Obviously, it's all had had to be pushed back a bit because, as part of the um, as part of the, the morning, the, the ten days of mourning until um, the, uh, the, the uh, this coming Monday, the funeral, mm-hmm. um, we've got Parliament is not going to sit. Yeah, the government's not going to make any major announcements. Mm-hmm. In essence, politics is almost suspended. Yeah, um, for for all intents and purposes until after the funeral. Sure. Um, but as I say, all of these these things still still persist. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy price cap changes on the first of October. Um, Truss has already announced last week that she would maintain the cap at £2,500. It's going to go up to £2,500 on the 1st of October, and we'll try and maintain that by borrowing um, a huge Which amount. Which is an increase of what already? It's about £600, 600. about £1,900. Uh, £1,900, yeah, at the minute it'll go to And it's capped at that point going forward from now, but right. it's still yes. going up. In still October, up. we will still have yes. a hike right. that we will all experience, and a certain segment of society will struggle with more yes. than but- others. The separate four hundred pound payment still exists. 
Okay, so th- th- that that is still happening. The mm-hmm. the important thing to note is that that the the funeral for the Queen is on the nineteenth of September. Yes, this coming Monday. It's a bank the pri- holiday. The price cap changes on the first of October. So yeah. she has some time in between to, to sort that. The, the important thing here, because she's already announced that that's going to happen for, for individuals. Yeah. The important thing here is that businesses, because businesses don't have the energy price cap. Mm-hmm. So um, she said that they will receive similar support um, to, to, to keep the threshold at a roughly similar level. But she hasn't announced what that's going to be. Okay. It was predi- you know, businesses are saying at the minute that they need an announcement in the next few days, yeah. which would fall within the mourning period, which the government can't make announcements with. Um, or else, so they can get plans in place, they know how their business is going to cope at, at Christmas, you know. Yeah. They need notice for this sort of thing. The difficult thing is, she can't. She yeah. just can't. Um, so she's got a lot, but my point here is that she has a lot that she needs to do. These crises are still happening. Mm-hmm. She, in a normal, you know, in a normal week, if, if the Queen hadn't died last week, she'd be doing all of that this week. Yeah. But her job, her role now, is almost as a supporting figure to the new king. And the only sort of like recent example we have of Liz Truss's and, and what she has to do at the minute is Tony Blair in 97. Now, when Tony Blair became prime minister in 97, um, he had about three months and then Diana obviously died in, in, mm-hmm. in a car crash in, in Paris. Um, and, and he had to sort of act as, um, the, the, you know, a supporting figure for the nation, someone the nation could turn to. Because as the Queen has already, you know, she, she admitted in, in, you know, privately and things like that, that she didn't deal with that probably as best as she probably wish she had in hindsight. Um, so it sort of fell on the Prime Minister to do that. The, the Prime Minister then had to take a much more leading role in, in you know, tributes and holding the country together. Right now, the country's turning more to the King. And, and by all accounts, his speeches so far have been doing that. And he, that, So Liz Truss's, you know, job at the minute is more to act as a supporting figure to the King mm-hmm. um, to, to give that support to the country um, at the minute. So this wasn't what was expected to happen. That wasn't meant to be what she was doing this week. But that is her role until Monday is to sort of keep politics out of it and act more as a supporting figure. How would you say that it, Truss has responded so far, Nelson? How would you, how do you think the public are perceiving her reaction to this, her speeches, what she's had to say? Yeah, so it's obviously early days and um, opinion polling has basically been suspended as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's difficult, but I, I do expect there to be a slight bounce in her approval rating because it's at times like this that the nation binds itself together. It's at times like this that we rally around the flag, mm-hmm. whoever's holding the flag. And I do think that her speech was a bit, wasn't the best yeah. piece of um, speech work. Um, but part of that is just that trust isn't the best speaker yeah. as, as a person. So I do think that she did the best job she could mm-hmm. and to be plunged into this constitutional country crisis is, in your first week in office, is going to be tough for anyone. I would just, I just sort of interject there and say that I, I, I largely agree that she's not a great orator um, and that her speech wasn't, you know, the best it could be. But it by, I don't think by any means was bad. I don't think she got no, flack no, no. for it. She didn't no. get controversy for it. I just, I know that that's largely what you're saying. I yes. just want to emphasise that. Um, I do think Boris Johnson's speech in the Commons was a substantially better speech. Like, yeah. again, Liz Truss's speech wasn't bad. It was the best she yeah. could have done. Um, but yeah, so it's not, she hasn't thrown it all away. Yeah, I think she certainly could have done a more cohesive job of pulling the nation together through that speech. But equally, in a normal job, she'll have barely got her laptop and her computer login by that point in the week. Like, she was so early yeah. in her premiership that, I mean, reacting to this at all was going to be difficult. So I think... 
a possible reaction is probably, as you say, still yeah. could reward her with some kind of boost. She would have she would have spoken and and conversed with the queen a matter of hours beforehand. Yeah. Something like 24, 48 hours before. Yeah. And to see, to have the person you've just talked to, mm -hmm. and you've just had the honor of your life to be appointed prime minister, go. Yeah. And you're having to be the front, the front person for that. It's going to be difficult for anyone. It, it's going to be a toll on someone's mental health, let alone a, a new prime minister. Absolutely. And when it comes to what Trusses is doing from now on, you obviously said she's supporting the king, but in practical terms, what is it that she'll be doing? Has she got specific plans, specific agenda, specific places she's going at this point, or are we not certain on those details? Well, it's important to note that, um, firstly, she, the, the, the king, and this was part of, um, is it Operation Golden Orb? Is that what it's called? There was an wow. operation, basically, to, for the king. they got king. some good operation mm. names, it turns out. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that. That, that's what it's called. I'm sure we have something on the screen. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Giving Scarlet work to do. Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, the, the, the king, upon being you know becoming king after the, the death mm -hmm. of the queen he's one of his first jobs is to go around the four nations of the united kingdom yeah. to try and present himself as a king of all four nations um truss is going to be going to uh, the the four nations of the united kingdom i don't know how there's been a bit of a divergence yeah. in there's a bit complicated because he's uh, the king is going and doing a load of official engagements i don't think liz truss is doing the i mean you you, you were reading yeah more so so the first statement the Dowling Street put out... It was a bit conflicting, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, seemed to suggest that um, Liz Truss would be accompanying the, queen, accompanying the king sorry, uh, on his tour of the country. Mm -hmm. yeah. That got political pushback because it's, it's sort... It's it, bringing politics into... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it overruled the separation between yeah. crown and state. So that now has been um, rowed back. And what Dowling Street is now saying is... Liz Truss will accompany the, the king on his visits, but won't on the actual tour. Okay. So on the actual ceremonies, she's going to be there as a representative but the, of the government, but not as like... Which I think yeah. the separation thing is important. I think surely the optics too exactly. of... She obviously can't be in Parliament passing legislation, but people expect she's doing something rather than just going round on a royal parade, which ordinarily might be acceptable. Yeah. But right now, you can see why people we, would want her, wouldn't necessarily take well to seeing her yeah. in that situation. And we are expecting more or less chaos in London over the next few days yeah. when it comes to the Queen's body being lying in state. Mm -hmm. um, there are some rumours that government are planning for London to be quote-unquote full and for mm -hmm. contingency plans to be in place to basically shut down the rail network to anyone that's non-essential. Mm -hmm. So this could be a major, major test for the government if we're having thousands, if not millions of people entering the capital. Mm -hmm. And the policing around that is going to be major. And Liz Truss is going to have to have her hand on the button for resolving it and making sure she's there active, taking a role. Sure. Well, it's just just to go back to your original question of what she's going to be doing this week. Largely, as, as Nelson said, she'll be going on, you know, to the Four Nations of the United Kingdom. She's just because um, Parliament isn't sitting, the government aren't announcing anything. I think it's fair to assume that she's also going to be planning for next week yes. after the funeral. Because as I said at the start, there's a lot that still needs to be done. Mm -hmm. She still needs to announce those energy um, uh, energy caps for businesses. There's still the inflation crisis. She's got some um, other crisis she has to figure out with the, the Bank of England in terms of um, uh, their, their policies at the minute. 
minute, it suggested that we could be heading very, well, we're very close to a recession that she has it's to deal guaranteed. with. Uh, especially, as you said, you know, there's a bank holiday on Monday for the the, um, the Queen's death, which isn't going to help in terms of the economy either. So no. there's a lot that she has to do next week, but she's going to be planning for that this week. Yep. She's going a- around the country and she's generally just providing support and trying to be a unifying figure. It's the equivalent um, of a political reading week. Sure. Okay, so we're coming back refreshed with new information and ready to go. Um, Obviously, Ben touched on the kind of comparison to Tony Blair when he first entered office. Um, But Nelson, would would you, with all of your political historical knowledge, would you say that this is one of the most unusual opening weeks of a premiership in at least modern history? And how do you think she'll come out of it? Do you think she'll be able to succeed in uniting the country alongside the new king? Or do you think that'll be a bit of a struggle? Yep, so this was never in the job description. No. We all we all knew that the Queen had to had to die eventually. She's sure. not immortal, but no one expected her to die so suddenly after the change of yes. Prime Minister. So it obviously isn't going to it isn't easy for Liz Truss. Mm-hmm. The job she inherited wasn't easy, as Ben has, has has said already, that we have crises on multiple fronts and this just won't help. Yeah. Um I'm not personally a fan of the comparison to Tony Blair's um, situation. More I see this as Winston Churchill when the Queen actually became the Queen following the death of her father Mm -hmm. in that the Prime Minister there, Winston Churchill, supported the Queen in getting used to the role. But the problem is that situation is the same now except back then Winston Churchill was a very... He was was a statesman. Mm -hmm. He, He knew how politics and the crown interacted. Yeah. This trust doesn't. Yeah. She has experience in ministerial office, but she doesn't have experience dealing with the crown. And the thing that makes it slightly better is that um, King Charles, as prince, mm-hmm. had what people have te- termed the longest apprenticeship in history. <laughs> so he has been preparing for the role. Yeah. And obviously, he is a human. Mm-hmm. Losing your mum will hit him badly. And I do feel like pushing him out to the public stage is going to be difficult for him. Yeah. Because losing your mother is difficult for anyone. But the fact he's been the heir, the heir apparent for so long, yes. is is going to make it easier. Because planning would have been in yeah. place for that. Because ordinarily, when a new prime minister comes in, the monarch is one of the people who's there to support and guide. Yeah. And vice versa. And now you've got two people looking for support Completely without... Intense. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, one of the things that's been commented on specifically, I heard John Major mention it especially, is the historical knowledge and wisdom that the Queen brings with her in the fact that she's seen generations of prime ministers and political history, and she's able to give advice based on previous precedent and previous situations. And sure, as you say, um, Charles would have been watching that closely, but he wouldn't have been in the room for those conversations. And now you've got two people in quite a difficult situation. I put the second part of that question to you again, Ben, on the uniting the country. That's clearly a core focus of Truss's premiership generally, and especially having just lost the Queen. Do you think that's something she'll be able to do? And do you think she's off to a good start with uniting the country when it comes to the politics rather than the monarchy? Yes, it's quite difficult, really, because she she came in last week and Truss... As we found out in the leadership elections, quite a right-leaning figure. She's got mm-hmm. quite a, the support of the right of the Conservative Party. Um, and she tried to install some of those to more prominent positions last week before the Queen, before yep. we had the announcement about the Queen, um, which caused a bit of controversy. So she came in almost, not deliberately, but as a 
divisionary figure, someone yeah. who was trying to um, overthrow get more, the orthodoxy. Yeah, overthrow. And, yeah. and I think you know she did that through um, getting rid of a couple of uh, senior civil servants. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tried to get rid of. She was talking about getting rid of Simon Case. Um, who's a, uh, is a principal private secretary? Uh, cabinet secretary. Cabinet secretary, sorry. Yeah, the cabinet secretary. Okay. Um, also, um, Sir Tom Scholar, mm-hmm. um, who was, is he, he was in the... Permanent tre- secretary permanent, to the treasury. He was in the treasury, yeah. Permanent secretary to the treasury. So she tried to get rid of a couple of senior civil servants. She also, in her appointments to cabinet positions, uh, appointed some quite right-leaning figures as well. Okay. And then, so following... You know, trying to and and she's she's well within her rights to do that, but yeah, that's quite absolutely. a divisionary thing to do. Yes, she's then been hit with having to become a unifying figure. Yes, um, luckily they're separate enough that I don't think that that's made much of an impact. So obviously they're political appointments to start with. Mm-hmm. This is more of like a country coming together thing. So I think they're separate enough that it doesn't actually make too much of a difference that she came in as a divisionary figure. It just her her focus has had to change slightly in the last week. Yeah, and it will probably be until Monday and then politics will slowly start to resume again mm-hmm. and, and that can carry on. So it's, you know, it's a difficult task. She's playing a bit of a support role to um, the king at the minute. Yeah. Um, but she did actually, interestingly enough, come in as a bit more of a divisionary figure and she had to put that on hold slightly. Yeah. But I think that they're separate enough that it doesn't mean that it's going to undermine her unifying uh, Even challenge. still, you can imagine that she came in with these big, decisive and divisive decisions um, and was hoping that she could make a big change up front, yeah. appoint a bunch of new people, a bunch of loyal people, and then slowly over time build the party back together, bring people back together ahead of 2024. Mm. And sure, this is only a week or two's disruption to that plan, but it's interesting that she made... The the strike the big cut and yet the healing process and the bringing together hasn't been able to be even as quick as she might have wanted it to be do you think she'll be able to turn it around in that respect obviously ben said this is early days like this is the kind of two separate issues but do you think this is a concern for her or is it too early to tell nelson i do think it's too early to tell the only thing i would say is getting rid of some of these senior civil servants at this time Mm -hmm. is probably the worst decision she could have made she wouldn't have seen this in hindsight, but she wouldn't have seen this beforehand, sorry. Yeah. But the fact that she's almost changing the furniture of a burning building, it, it's all going to come down eventually. So I honestly do think that these decisions won't impact what happens next. It's going to be what she does now. Yeah. In that she now has a platform to rebuild the country, to unite the country around the new king. The problem is, is she going to be able to? And mm-hmm. I do think it's still too early to tell. She is trying to be um, unifying in her speeches and she is trying to genuinely reach out, as mm-hmm. we've seen with the energy price cap, finally um, giving some support to businesses, although the detail we don't know yet. Yeah. So the fact that she's almost going against her natural instincts in doing this yeah. shows that she's making an effort. Whether that effort is going to be enough to shift the opinion polls, mm-hmm. to shift country sentiment, it's still too early. Finally then, Ben, uh, we discussed this uh, last week when you weren't here, um, but do you think that she is a good candidate to pull the party and the country together ahead of 24? Do you think that she has good odds at this point, or do you think she's not necessarily got the right attitude, the right policies, the right uh, leadership style? Well, it's interesting because in the last few weeks, she's obviously been mainly trying to appeal to um, a, a select electorate mm-hmm. the, 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 the conservative the, the, the conservative party um, and even more specific than that the right of the conservative yeah. party um I, I think it's quite early to ta- it's, it's a bit i mean obviously all these carrots place but too early to ta- yeah. et etc et 
But and it all sort of depends on what she does in the next few months mm. and whether she continues with that approach of trying to appeal to the right of the party. If she does continue this approach to the right of the party, which I suspect is probably what's going to happen, then yeah. she's going to find it quite difficult in 2024 because you're going to have some members of the Conservative Party who don't like it and then those on the left are, are, and, 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 and swing votes are going to find it quite difficult. Um, especially because she doesn't have... Boris Johnson might have appealed to a certain um, fraction of the, the Conservative Party, but he had a bit more of a broader appeal through his personality, his image, how bombastic he was at times. Yeah. Liz Truss doesn't have that sort of strength of character to try and bring in people who might not be ideologically aligned to her as well, yeah. which, which, which is a significant disadvantage. So I think f from her perspective, she kind of has to, if she wants a chance at 2024, she has to try and broaden her ideological appeal, mm -hmm. um, which I think is quite unlikely considering the, the, the base that she's um, uh, gone for. Plus, that would, have, that would frustrate her supporters because people voted yeah. for her in the Conservative leadership race on the grounds that she's quite a right-leaning yeah. candidate. And her own MPs backing her too. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she's going to find it very difficult in 2024 because the, the, the way that she's presented herself was perfect for winning the Conservative leadership election. Yeah. But it's, gonna, it's made it, and she's tied her own hands for the 2024 general election, if it's not earlier. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she's, she's uh, made herself appeal to a very specific... Uh, portion of the electorate not the wider electorate okay well thank you both um it's been an interesting start to uh liz truss's premiership and an interesting start to this podcast um we were expecting to be analyzing policies and comparing how she was doing against the nine broad objectives obviously we haven't even touched on those on this episode just because there hasn't been any notable progress um we will wait and see what happens. Um, our next episode is due out on Friday, so we'll be back then to discuss more about what's happened this week um, as the time plays out um, following the Queen's passing. Um, ultimately, as we've highlighted here, not much can be expected news and policy-wise until next week, really. Um, but we'll keep you updated. We'll keep paying attention. We'll see what's going on. Uh, and we will join you again on Friday for your next episode of Trust Issues. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you.